This is Jim Harmer, and you're listening to the Improve Photography Podcast. Hey everybody and welcome back to the this episode of the Improved Photography Podcast. You're going to have to excuse me for a short episode this week. I wanted to share a really cool story with, story with you, but I'm not going to do a normal episode of the podcast this week because I am busy working on the rollout of the Really Good Photo Spots app for you guys. Um, the app is doing really well. We have had so many people submitting locations. Uh, I mean, it's just incredible uh, how many spots are getting added to the to the app. Um, it's I that that's exciting to me because to me the make or break for this app is if it's good enough for people to contribute spots to. And the answer to that has been a definite resounding yes, um, because if people are contributing spots, it means the data is going to get better and better, and we're going to have more and more places to go take pictures, uh, and it's going to have uh, it's going to give us more success as photographers because uh, we're going to find great spots and and have more success in taking photos. So I'm just super super thrilled with that thank you to everybody who's contributing to the app and enjoying it and getting out to shoot i've seen several people who have gone out to shoot and then shared and said that they found the spot on really good photo spots we are still working on the um, upgrade to premium option the issue there is that we had it all nailed down in beta testing but there's a different connections to the connection to the iTunes store once it goes live. And my first app, I didn't realize that. So we are working as fast as possible to get that out. But other than that, the app is working really, really well uh, with very few bugs. Uh, we're seeing less than 1% of users are, are encountering bugs, which is awesome. So I am busy working on that this week, but I did have a cool story to share with you. Um, and so we'll jump to a story, an interview I did with another photographer for the rest of this episode. Thanks everybody for listening. Well, we have a heartwarming story for you today. Uh, I found this story from Petapixel. Uh, Michael Zong wrote a great, uh, great story of of a photographer who went to Iceland, and there there came some troubles to him, uh, and how the story ended up. So I'm on the line with Ryan Wright, uh, who's the subject of this story, and I just thought it'd be kind of cool to share on the on the podcast. Ryan, welcome. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So tell me about you and your photography. You're in Colorado? Yes, I am. That's correct. And I've been doing landscape photography for about uh, 10 years now. Uh, kind of started out hiking along with friends, taking my camera whenever possible. Uh, and that led to doing more and more landscape photography and kind of really getting a passion for it. So you're doing some professional photography, but mostly this is a passionate hobbyist deal. That's correct. Yeah. It, uh, work, work as a e-com and digital marketing specialist during the day. Awesome. So you decided to go to Iceland for obvious reasons. Cause it's awesome. <laughs> I'm addicted to Iceland. I just love shooting there. Um, and you went with a couple friends. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, went with, uh, my girlfriend, Laurel, her sister, and then, uh, um, three other friends as well. Cool. So when you, so how did you, were, you weren't on a tour? Did you just go by yourself? How'd you pick your locations? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. We, um, we all kind of came up with our itinerary based on, you know, some travel tips that we had seen. Uh, obviously I follow a lot of photographers and uh -huh. had seen their photos uh, from Iceland. So I had a good idea of where I wanted to go beforehand. 
Uh, and then from there, uh, we kind of built out a uh, eight day kind of tour around the country. Awesome. Oh man, Iceland is so cool. How far did you go? Did you go like to the Southeast or where'd you head? We actually went all the way around the ring road. Oh, you did the whole uh, ring. Ah, see, I haven't did. done that. So, so Iceland, everything starts in Reykjavik. That's where the, the airport is. That's where you will land there uh, when you get to Iceland. And there are there are a couple spots near Reykjavik for sure. There's some lighthouses. Kirkufell is is a little bit north of there. But then most people just spend their time kind of in the southern region there. And that's where I've gone the two times that I've gone to Iceland. But I've never made it all the way around, all the way to the top mm-hmm. region and stuff that's much lesser traveled. So I'm jealous. I, I would love to head up that way as well. There's some, there's some very remote places that we uh, got to go to and, you know, got to experience. And, uh, I would highly recommend, uh, looking at the area of, uh, around Eagle Stotter, mm-hmm. um, and areas North and East of there, um, just beautiful, beautiful country. So how long is the total drive around the entire country? Cause this, this, the ring road just pretty much follows the coast all the way around. I'm guessing it's like 30 hours. Um, you know, if I had to put an hour, I would say that you could do it in, if you just drove the whole thing, you could probably do it in a day and a half. Uh, yeah, thereabouts, or maybe two days, okay. uh, just straight, just straight driving, probably 24 to uh, 28 hours. Okay. Yeah. That'd be about my guess. I guess in the summer, at least anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a little bit tricky in the winter. Mm. Uh, so you went on the trip and you, looks like you kind of toward the end of your trip, you went to the famous Kirkufell. This is that triangle shaped mountain with the waterfall and the river and stuff. Uh, very, very famous location. Two of my favorite photos I've ever to- taken were my two trips to Kirkufell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We went there. Uh, it was our third to last day on the trip and we showed up and it was just awful weather, just raining overcast. Welcome to Iceland, the, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the, the trail leading up to the falls was under about four feet of water. Oh man. And so, you know, we kind of made the executive decision to come back the next day. Um, you know, fortunate for us, the clouds broke, uh, the next day, uh, we got sunlights, uh, trail was bone dry. That was strange to me. And, uh, you know, there's quite a few people there, but, um, yeah, we, we got to go there and had no idea what was coming. <laughs> <laughs> so you're taking pictures, you're kind of set up on the, it's like a, it's like a kind of a jagged hill, uh, by the, mm-hmm. by the waterfall there. It's, you know, just kind of a moss covered hill. Mm-hmm. Where you, where most people set up the tripod. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a very apt description of it. <laughs> so what kind of camera are you shooting with? So I'm shooting with a Canon 5D Mark III. Okay. Uh, and then I had rented a lens uh, from lensrentals.com. Oh, I'd no. Rent, yep, I had rented a 16 to 35 F4. Well, uh, we can all... Trip. We can all feel the anticipation building. I think we can feel what's about to happen. <laughs> You're on the edge of a waterfall and... Yep. Uh, Laurel's uh, sister, my, my girlfriend, uh, her sister asked, you know, she was, uh, I was waving her down saying that I just got a really good photo and she turned to me and said, smile. I turned and, uh, you know, smile for the photo and I had my backpack on, but it didn't hit anything. Uh, nothing, you know, went bump or there's no gun on, you know, gust of wind. Um, she takes a photo and her face drops and, 
I hear this just loud crack behind me. And I look over to my, over my left shoulder and there's my water, there's my camera going over a waterfall uh, secured to the tripod and everything. So, oh, it was still on the tripod. So you lose a Canon 5D Mark three, a rented 16 to 35 and your tripod. Oh, also had, uh, had just gotten uh, uh, like a Verivon Air um, L plate for the 5D3 also. Oh. Uh, so, you know, there, there's that. Plus, the worst thing is I didn't have a chance at all to uh, back up my files during the course of the trip. So, no way. So, so everything from the entire trip is on mem- this card. Yes. Memory card. Oh. Everything is on there. I, okay. Admit it. You're a man, but you can admit it. <laughs> Did you cry? Uh, actually I was, I felt too sick to cry. So, <laughs> Cause I would have cried. I, yeah, like, I, I felt oh. about every range of disappointments, anger, sadness, everything. Oh. And everything so. you had had already gone over the waterfall. There wasn't even anything left to like throw or take your anger out on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, definitely, a. Um, you know, first thing first was, you know, let's get down to the, to the water to see if we can you know, salvage anything. Maybe it's, maybe it floats or something. Uh, so you kind of no. scramble down, you kind of go down to the right. There's like this little trail you get down mm-hmm. to kind of the pool there. What do yeah, you see? Exactly. Uh, so we get down there and nothing, I mean, just water and falling water. And so I jump in uh, I'm like, I'm like I, I, I gotta get my camera back. The water's and, gotta be frozen though, right? Oh, it's so cold. It's, you know, comes straight from a glacier. Uh, I swam for about 45 seconds and the turbulent water was uh, way too much. Oh. Uh, I realized it was like, I was wearing heavy denim. You know, I quickly realized like this is, this situation could get a lot worse before it gets any better. Uh, so I, I got out of the water and started looking downstream to see if anything had been flushed out and nothing, not nothing, not, oh. not a single thing. So, so at, at what point do you, do you just call it a loss? And <sighs> yeah, um, that's uh, not, not really ever prepared to, uh, to answer that question. You know, uh, certainly never think that's ever going to come, but, um, long story short, uh, one of the girls on the trip who was also with us, uh, she saw everything happen. So she ran over, and she just jumps right into the water also. And uh, she, she ends up being in the water for like 15 minutes. Wow. And so that water's you know, freezing also. Um, yeah, but so, it's a Canon 5D Mark III down there. Exactly. So <laughs> she, um, she ends up getting hypothermic. Oh, no. And that's, and that's when we decided that, you know, at that point, I'm like, she needs to get warm rather than like, I need to find my camera. Uh-huh. So, so well, we, uh, if it's your girlfriend's sister, then yeah, probably so. Yeah. If this was a stranger, you'd be like, no, I mean, check, 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 check out a couple more rocks there. Actually, uh, <laughs> one, of the, one of the people who were just around there, they saw the, kind of the commotion. Uh, this guy, he took the ladder off of his rental uh, Land Rover and uh-huh. brought, brought that over to us to see if he could help at all. Oh, that's uh, nice. Oh, yeah. There, there's, you know, very, very kind people who were uh, who are helping us. But, um, yeah, at that point it's, we need to, you know, we need to get this person warm. So, um, we don't have to like go find a hospital. Uh, so, okay. So what'd you do the rest of the trip? Did you have a camera at least to borrow? You still had two days left. Uh, actually, so, uh, I didn't have a backup camera with me. Um, 
And so for the rest of the trip, I mean, we drove from Kirkjufell all the way down to Reykjavik. And that was the, that was the last night of our, of our trip. And so we stayed at a, stayed at our Airbnb in uh, Keflavik and flew home the next day. So you get on, on the plane after eight days of enjoying beautiful Iceland, you knew you had great photos from it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't not get great photos in Iceland. (laughs) Uh, Probably some of the best you've ever taken. I've got to think. Uh, And all you could enjoy them was in the viewfinder. They're gone. Uh, Yes. That's got to feel sickening. It, I, I was certainly not, uh, you know, my girlfriend, she did a really good job of trying to cheer up, trying to like, you know, help me see perspective, but you know, it, yeah, it was, it was definitely a difficult, uh, difficult thing to be faced with. Like a whole reason I wanted to go was, um, to photography and now that was, you know, not possible. And so, oh shoot, yeah. she might be listening to this and to spend time with your girlfriend, right? <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. Well, uh, dude, actually, you can't let your secret out. Well, actually, what was funny is we we weren't even dating at the time yet, so uh, that that was actually uh, kind of what brought us closer was, was the trip. And uh, yeah, so but no. <laughs> All right, so the trip, so you had an enjoyable trip, but the photos are gone. You're feeling yep. sick, um, and then yep. what? What happens next in the story behind the scenes? So, all right, so I get back to Colorado, and you know, life goes on as normal. It's you know, I I lost the camera. I reached out to a few friends about um, you know about possibly. <clears throat> what they would do if, if they were in my situation, a few of them said, you know, file an insurance claim and uh, a few others were like, well, see if you can start up a GoFundMe or, you know, something like that. And so uh, meanwhile, what I didn't realize uh, Laurel, uh, my girlfriend, she, her and her dad were talking and her dad has an interest in scuba diving. And um, he was suggesting like, well, you know, if you got a hold of a, of a scuba diver or something in Iceland, you know, might be able to, you know, find the, ca- find the camera. And so, um, you know, she, she had a much, much longer, you know, story on her, on her part. All, all of this was not unbeknownst to me. I, I, I assumed, you know, there's no getting it back. It's permanently under underwater. And unless somebody tracks down the serial number, I've never seen that camera again. So, so she talks to scuba divers then? So she, she posted, um, she posted on, I think a internet forum for scuba divers and ended up getting in touch with, um, a man from, from ice, um, who lives in Iceland, who's a scuba diver who actually does, um, like recoveries. And so he said that he'd be interested in helping. So is he just being nice or is he, or is this like, is he being hired? Uh, this was him being nice. Awesome. So yeah, what a cool guy. So, so he, uh, uh, this guy's name is Jerry. Uh, I, I actually don't know the Icelandic name for him, but um, he goes by Jerry. All right. So he he was nice enough uh, to him and some friends um, went to Kirkjufell, and um, you know Laurel she she had arranged everything. She had told told him where it was. She had provided pictures, uh, everything like that to him so that he would be able to potentially you know, recover the, the, the camera. And give me a sense of the timeline. How much later is this? So this, she, she started the day after she, um, that we got back. So this is, 
this is May 30th uh, when she begins kind of about, about a month later, a couple weeks later. Uh, no, like a day. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like the next day. All right. So, so so Jerry, who you've never met in Iceland, nope. drives nope. drives around the island, gets to Kirkjufell because it's a it's it's an out of the way place. It it definitely is an out of the way place. It's uh, I think he lives about an hour and a half, so probably not far from Reykjavik, but uh, it lives about an hour and a half away. So he starts searching, uh, and it, the water's moving quick. I, I yep. He, he had yeah, to put he, on. Yeah, he ended up having to strap a, a 40, uh, 45 uh, kilo lead weight um, to him. <laughs> just because, to get down. Yeah, just to get below, this, um, below the current and everything. And so apparently the, my camera, tripod and everything was lodged up underneath a rock. Um, about He estimates uh, between 6 and 10 feet below the surface. Wow, so there was no way you were getting it, just oh, swimming. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. We would have uh, never found that. So he finds so, the camera, pulls it so, out. It's sopping wet. Oh, I'm sure it is. And uh, Laurel and him start going back and forth about uh, getting uh, getting that back on, uh, you know, getting it in rice and drying it out and everything like that. And so he says he already did that. And he confirmed to her that um, – you know, the memory card was, was still in the camera. It was still intact and everything. And he was going to try to get some photos off there to see if it works. And uh, he sends Laurel um, four photos of mine that I no took. No way. What and kind of memory card is this? So, uh, unfortunately, uh, it was a Lexar. And oh, Lexar's not, and now I Lexar's right? going to be gone. I was going to say, exactly. what a great ad for whoever the card exactly. maker is. Exactly. Yeah, it was a <laughs> Lexar 64 gig uh, CF card. And so, uh, yeah, it was unfortunate news you hear about their, uh, their shuttering that division. Uh. But, um, so yeah, he, uh, he confirmed with Laurel that everything is, uh, right with the, so right does the card the, work totally normal? I mean, he dries it out, puts it in and yep. just goes, or is he have, or is he yep. doing like image rescue stuff on it? No, apparently it just, it, everything's good. Oh, how and cool. So, so you get yeah. everything back everything so uh a month later after the trip uh laurel she comes out to you know we live in different states and so she comes and visits visits me in boulder and she says she has a surprise and i have i have no idea i'm like well certainly she didn't buy me another camera you know i have no idea what this is going to be and so um we're looking through some of her photos from the trip she's also a photographer and uh, we get to this last one. I'm like, wow, that's a really good photo. Good job. And didn't realize I was pat myself on the back. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'm just, you know, confused as all, all can be because, you know, she was like, uh, I didn't have a, you know, I didn't have a wide enough um, angle lens to take that photo. Um, I'm like, oh, well, this is a good photo. It didn't, I, I, it doesn't even occur to me that, like, hey, maybe I took this. And so she was like, no, you took this photo. I'm like, no, I didn't. Like I was down here swimming, probably looking for my camera. And she's like, no, uh, you took this photo and then pulls out my, mem my memory card. And, and did it you recognize it immediately? Oh, I, I recognized it immediately. At first, like, this is so bad, but my first thought was, oh, she bought me a memory card. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, again, it was just like, it was this like impossible thing that you can't go rescue. And so uh, she was like, no, that's, that's your memory card. I'm like, uh, you know, there's a YouTube video of it. Um, 
I, my reaction, I'm, I'm just like, oh my God, like this is, this can't be happening. So she goes into, you know, explaining like what she'd been up to this whole time, explain the, the story and her sister and brother-in-law who are there with us too. Uh, her sister pulls out uh, my camera, uh, 5D Mark III with a 16 to 35 millimeter lens on there. And my, um, my uh, six stop ND filter still screwed on, on the lens too. <laughs> well, you could probably save that part. What? You could probably save the filter at least, right? Yeah. Oh, I actually, I was using the filter last weekend. Nice. So, and so how about the camera and lens? They've got to be toast, right? Oh yeah. They're, they're toast. Yeah. It's the, uh, the electronics in the camera. Uh, I mean, the com- camera's completely inoperable. Uh, the lens on the other hand, the actual autofocus and everything still does work on it. Uh, so it's pretty, pretty hardy lens. A lot of water got into, um, uh, in between the glass though. And so it's, uh, if you shoot anywhere near, a, um, near a light source, it's, uh, it just goes, you know, it's just very foggy. So, uh, but you no, know, they are very much, uh, very much inoperable. So, so with lens rentals, how did that work? I mean, you destroyed the rented lens. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I contacted their team and they were, they were very nice and they were understanding at the same time I had not purchased their uh, production, like damage production plan. Oh. Exactly. That was, that, that was, uh, that was $19. I, I wish I would have spent in, oh. for the trip. So I was actually liable for the uh, for the entire cost of the um, of the lens. Shoot! But now at least so. you have a very flary sixteen to thirty five. <laughs> very flary would be a very good way of putting it. It's uh, it's film film noir. Uh, I've heard it that way. Have you thought about sending it into Canon? See what they can do. Um, yeah. So actually, I contacted Canon about uh, about the five D three, and they said that. Uh, they would be interested to take a look at it, but you know, most likely, you know, it's not, not really repairable. Um, and so, uh, they said that's, you know, if I did send it in, uh, they, they, they're just, you know, pretty sure that they wouldn't be able to repair it. Um, the, the lens on the other hand is a much more interesting one. And they said that, uh, they would really like to take a look, look at that and they do think that they'd be able to repair it. So, um, yeah, sending that to them. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I just thought that was the coolest story. Um, well, thank you. I, I, it's just kind of just interesting to hear how everything went and uh, your girlfriend's kind of sticking to it and, and eventually getting cool. your photos. I, th- I just thought it was super cool. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it's one of those stories that, uh, you know, I'm a storyteller. I, I like, you know, telling stories. And, you know, this one is one of those ones that kind of tops them all right now. And, um, you know, it, my my girlfriend Laurel, she was awesome about this whole thing, and she she did a very good job of teasing me about the about the surprise, and I had no idea what it was. So she deserves all the credit for that too, but also just for for being amazing and to um, you know to take this upon herself to uh, to coordinate, um, and then all of that. But obviously, the good news of getting the cards back, um, the card back with all, every photo intact. I actually used that same memory card last weekend and <laughs> you know, it, it's, it works perfectly. Uh, got all my photos and, uh, actually the day job I have, I, they, you know, they all knew about the story too. Uh, we actually just printed out a 20 by 30, uh, metal prints of Kurt Schufel, um, right before it's about a minute before my camera went into the water. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and that's uh, that's a cool reminder seeing that uh, of all the kind of the good things that's happened since then. Awesome. 
Well, you can check out Ryan Wright's uh, photos at Ryan Wright, that's with a W, W-R-I-G-H-T, RyanWrightPhoto.com. Um, and you have some great stuff on there. Thanks, Ryan, for coming on the show and sharing your story. And thanks to Petapixel for originally covering this story written by Michael Zong. Thank you very much, Jim. It is great being here.